0: Hey everybody, Andrew Fay here. I want to do this quick intro before the episode starts, saying that this was recorded on August 28th, before the news of one Chadwick Boseman dying, the man who played Black Panther, amongst other great roles, died at 43 of colon cancer. Um, ironically enough, this episode was on Brightburn, so a lot of it revolves around comic books. So that's why I wanted to kind of do throw in this intro. And to also say that he died at 43, he he kept this this cancer a secret for four years, and just lived the life like he could, made these great movies without anybody knowing, so on and so forth. Made a lot of made a huge impact on people. And so I just want to say, life is short. It sucks that we have to be constantly be reminded through shit like this. But life is short. Love the ones you love cut out the ones you don't because you don't need that shit and yeah just love each other live short 2020 sucks we need positivity now on with the show
1: Boogeyman is real, and you found him. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. We have such sights to show you. Be one of us. The have of horror.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seventy-six of the Outsiders of Horror podcast. I am your host, Andrew Fay, all day, alongside with nobody. It's just me this week, folks. Now, before you turn it off, just just give me a chance. Let's see how I can do with the solo stuff. See if I can see if I can pull it off, or at least somewhat entertain you. And if I don't, eh, critique me. Send me some messages. Send me some notes. I'll be happy to work on it. For any future episodes that I might be doing by myself. Who knows? And why I'm by myself, I'm not going to explain that to you. So, yeah, sorry. But, the show must go on. The outsiders never say die. And so, I'm going to be here trying to give you the best that I can. So, with that being said, tonight's episode, I wanted to discuss Brightburn. I figured since DC fandom was going on this week and all the big comic book news, mainly in the DC world, uh, I figured this is a good opportunity to talk about the movie Brightburn. That's clearly a the story of Superman, but if Superman was evil instead of good. So we'll get into that later. But right now we're going to do something that we haven't done on the show in a little while. Uh, I'm going to do some news. Not really go in too deep. A lot of interesting news. That's just in general knowledge these days. Like uh, there's a there's a Trivial Pursuit board game now for horror horror Trivial Pursuit. Because at first they just had the cards with the questions. Now they are introducing a full board set with little game pieces that you put the pie pieces in and collect all the pie pieces and you win. You know. And they got some cool pieces. Uh, the one that's sticking out of my head is there's a there's a brain with the uh, with a butcher knife. It's, stuck right through that motherfucker so it looks really cool it looks great it's got 600 questions from horror movies and books which i'm fucked when it comes to the books because i don't know shit about any horror books really unless it's been adapted into a movie so but yeah so step one i gotta make some friends step two gotta get the board game which by god i fucking plan on it even just to have i already have by the board games So, might as well add it to the collection. Other news, uh, New Mutants is finally out. You know, trying to stick with the comic book theme a little bit here. But yeah, New Mutants, uh, that's been on the shelf for like four fucking years now, I think. Uh, It's in there constantly going back and forth between this and that. Should it be R? Should it be PG-13? Should it be more horror-oriented? Should it be more like X-Men, like comic book style oriented? And it's kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Now they finally released it during COVID. Uh, It's in my local theater. I think it's only play. I don't think it's on demand yet. But right now, it's yeah, it's playing at my local theater. I think I'm going to go see it Sunday, even though the reviews are not very good. Surprise, surprise. When you push a movie like that, you're like, nah, there's no way this movie's going to be good. But, yeah, I'll go watch that along with Bill & Ted 3. Bill & Ted Face the Music. That one I'm excited for. And immediately following this, I'm going to watch You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Because it's David Arquette and you cannot kill the motherfucker. And I love the dude, so... I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah, I'll let you know next week. New Mutants, yay, nay. Who knows? Uh, Fright Rags, who has continuously given us great, officially licensed Trick or Treat like Sam Trick or Treat uh, merchandise. They are going to be releasing a comic or not a comic book, a coloring book this fall for Trick or Treat. So it looks pretty dope. I'm going to have to bust out the crayons and get me one. Uh, then, uh, just kind of briefly, since Blade is from a comic book, the comic book world, the John Wick director Chad Stan Stanhisky, Stanhelski, something like that. Uh, he has shown interest in wanting to direct the Blade reboot with uh, Mahershala Ali as Blade, in which that casting was announced probably like a year ago, something like that. I mean, that's interesting because I mean, there's a lot of John Wick fans out there. I have really seen, I've seen the first John Wick, but. I didn't really even pay much attention to it. I did watch them because they look fun. From what I remember, it was really cool because John Wick, you know, blasting away, and it's great directing, cinematography, all that shit. So I'm down with that. And they're like, well, it should be Wesley Snipes' Blade. No, it's been done. We can move on from the Taxi Vader and go with uh, Maharshal Ali, which I think he is a, a good fit for Blade. So definitely stoked for that. Which leads me into my recent watches. So I kind of stuck with the comic book theme. So, of course, I watched the entire Blade trilogy. Which seems to be forgotten a lot. I don't know why. It's great. I mean, obviously it's forgotten because when Deadpool came out, they're like, Yeah, fucking R-rated comic book movie. What about Blade? You know, and it's great. The first two are great. The third one. People really shut on it. I find entertainment in it. And I mean, it's got Jessica Biel when she was in her prime grade A steak days. And, you know, the good old dry sense of humor of uh, Ryan Reynolds and his witty banter in that movie. know he also got Triple H back when he was like, still the game. And his weird little fucking Pomeranian vampire dog. So, I mean, it has its moments. But overall, great trilogy. I enjoy it. Uh, I watched a documentary called Magnum, Op Magnum dopus, excuse me, Magnum dopus. It is the behind the scenes documentary of the Jane Silent Bob reboot. So of course I had to check it out because as, as you all know, Kevin Smith is my dude. Um, very good documentary. Just, it's just a fun, you know, behind the scenes and making of pretty much. Uh, but I even kind of plucks at the heartstrings a little bit because they filmed this one year, They filmed Jane Silent Bob reboot one year after his heart attack. So he's a very emotional guy to get in all of his old friends, all of his old characters from his old movies and stuff like that. All come together in this one movie, Jane and Bob reboot, poking fun at reboots and remakes, of course. It's a good movie. Watch it on Amazon Prime if you haven't yet. Or if you haven't watched any Kevin Smith movies, make sure you watch at least Jane Silent Bob Strike Back first. Really need to watch all of them because it really has all the whole view askew universe involved in this. So, Kevin Smith fan. You haven't watched reboot yet. It's on prime. And then so is this documentary Magnum Dopus. It's on prime. Uh, let's see. Then I watched a movie on shutter. Uh, that I didn't even realize it had a comic book theme to it until I started watching it called random acts of violence. Uh, it stars, uh, Jordana Brewster from the fast and the furious, which I love fast and furious. So that's what kind of caught my attention. Jesse Williams, whoever that is. I'm not even sure that is. He looks familiar though. um, and it also has Jay Baruchel, 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 however you want to say it. Funny dude from, like, She's Out of, She's Out of My League and, uh, you know, all those funny Seth Rogen movies. He's always a side character in those. And a lot of stuff. Nick and Nora's in for Playlist, uh, Fanboys. Funny dude, funny Canadian actor. Well, but he also directed and co-wrote and produced this movie too, so it's his film. I don't know if it's his directorial debut or not. But I was impressed. If it was, I'm always looking forward to seeing when actors go into the director's chair and do this. And he went into the director chair, and he's a comedian, and he did a horror movie, and I'm pretty impressed with it. I mean, if if you're into the fancy like Argentulisk, like lighting and stuff like that, it's got that for you. It's got nice little cuts, edits. It's got good direction, I believe. I, in my personal opinion, uh, and yes, there's some there's some good kills, some good gore interesting story. It follows this dude that uh, is trying to complete his his comic book series that's based off of a, a character named Slasher Band, who's also basing it off of real-life incidents that it's along uh, some highway somewhere. So, yeah. If you got Shudder, check it out. Uh, Faye approved, for sure. Oh, and, and, you know. Okay. Spawn. Had to watch Spawn. Because that was even before Blade. So, really... You want to go comic book horror super black villain type, anti-hero type movies? Spawn is where it's at. Now, it gets shit on today because of the terrible CGI in it. They tried. This was 97, I believe, so, you know. Didn't turn out quite like you wanted to, but it was fucking great. Mainly because of John Leguizamo as clown. How come God hogs up all the good followers and he gets all the retards? Fantastic. As Clown. <laughs> uh, I know they're planning on doing another one. That's where I'm going to do the whole. Uh, well if it's not John Leguizamo. Then it can't be anybody. Because I don't see anybody else being Clown. But. We'll see what happens. But Spawn. holds the, whole is the near, dear special place in my heart. Because. It's the very first comic book I ever owned. Issue 1. Spawn. Uh, but before I even owned that. What got me into it was the animated series on HBO. Good old Tom McFarland Spawn. You know, I was I was a bad kid that watched HBO when he wasn't supposed to. But then yet I was watching shit like Spawn instead of their their sex movies, their sex documentaries, and shit. What was that? Real sex? Yeah, that. See, obviously I didn't watch too much because I don't remember the name. Yeah, uh, Spawn. Love the character. Love the story. Love clown even in in page form. Uh, and I can't wait for this uh, new one to come out. It's going to be great. Uh, last I knew, Jamie Foxx is supposed to be spawned. I don't know if that's changed. I mean, the world has is, is gone to shit right now anyway. So not really a whole lot of news going on in that fourth. But Tom McFarlane is saying that it's going to happen. He's going to direct it himself. So we shall see. We shall see. Excuse me. Yeah, any Spawn fans? Let me know. Let's talk some Spawn. Uh, oh, and then, the, yeah, then the movie came out. Got the VHS. Wore that fucking VHS out, like, quicker than a fucking porn video after I discovered my first pube. love the movie. Wore out the copy of Spawn, just like I wore out my copies of a Goofy movie <laughs> and a few other movies. So, yeah, that was an uh, interesting childhood, I would say. Interesting child, I would say. Oh, some more news comic book related swamp thing that was on the dc app that was a failure which is why the show failed because I've, I've heard nothing but good reviews i haven't watched it yet because i didn't get the dc app either but they're going to air the first season starting october 6th i believe on the cw so they're gonna try to catch ground with that there and hopefully we can get a continuation of swamp thing i believe Derek Mears is swamp thing in this if i if i'm not mistaken so that's exciting i'm I'm looking forward to watching that another show to add to my list of shows now which is only one really because i don't watch tv shows i really don't i'm more of a movie guy simply because i'm afraid to watch tv shows because i'm afraid they're either gonna you're gonna watch it for years and years and the ending's gonna suck like i hear of game of thrones like i got to experience myself with uh sopranos uh, or I was a huge fan of the show Reaper, and it only lasted two seasons and got canceled with being left wide the fuck open. So I walk on eggshells when it comes to shows. But the show I'm watching right now, if you didn't tune in to the live stream last week, is uh, Lovecraft Country. Great show, two two episodes in so far, since of, of this recording. And, and I'm digging it. I'm I'm hooked, so I'm hoping nothing but success because I want to see what happens. What are some other horror-themed comics? There's Hellboy, comes to mind right off the bat. Uh, Spawn, uh, my overrated pick of the week. Walking Dead, comic book. Alright, now how it's overrated? Because I, as many, many, many other people, did enjoy the show for a while. It was great. Uh, season 3 is probably my favorite with the governor and the prison. That one was a lot of fun. Uh, Negan, as great of a character as he is, though, so just from that point forward, though, it starts dying down, in my opinion. But yeah, People are still licking its nuts. All these characters are gone now. Carl... Everybody's gone now. All you have left really is Daryl. But yet the show is still going. And I don't know why. Why haven't they ended it yet? So in my opinion, that makes The Walking Dead overrated. Because it should have been over by now. But they're going to milk it. And I have zero interest in it now. So once they do finally end it in like 2035, I'll watch the last episode and see what happens. And uh if i'm missing any good horror themed comic books or whatever let me know now i have a question for you guys if you could take a horror movie as that's already out and everything and then kind of convert it into a superhero movie kind of like what brightburn did but and, and the other way around like let's say like you slap a cape on jason and he goes and fights crime or or the blob is killing only evil and not good uh, I want to hear some of your ideas and what that could be now. Here's my idea of a horror movie that can be turned into a comic book movie or a superhero movie. Remember that movie teeth? You know where the the chick has the, the teeth in her vagina. Now, now would be a good time for that movie to come out. So this chick is the superhero. I'm thinking I'm going to cast Ellen Page. Sounds good, because she's like a 40-year-old that's in a 12-year-old boy's body, you know. So, she was, she would fit this whole role, because, you know, there's the whole movement now of of kill all the pedophiles and, and all that shit. So, this would be a good time to introduce this hero now. And then what she does, as I'm getting into here, she will lure these sex offenders, these pedophiles, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, into the trap, and then the teeth just top away. Kills all these bad, bad pedophiles and shit. Sounds like a fun movie to me. Obviously, it's going to be R-rated. But I think that'd be... like Make a full-blown comic book here. Uh, Bright colors, uh, the climactic orchestra, music, while the chick's vagina is chomping down on some peckers. That was kind of my idea that just kind of sprung up in my head. So, let me know if you like that idea, and let me know your ideas. Because I think that's kind of an interesting thing. Converting any horror movie that already exists into like a superhero movie. Let me know. A uh, little break here because I want to promote uh, a campaign that's starring Damien Maffei and our girl Hannah Fuhrman. That we did an interview with. Go check that out if you haven't yet. It is our biggest episode now though. So a lot of you have. But yeah, it's it's a movie that's gonna that's supposed to be released on New Year called Times Up. Uh, it's it's a strip up a flick. Uh, the the villain is named Father Time. It's based on New Year's, you know, countdown. Times up, boom, dead. Uh, there's a campaign video out now with a lot of different perks that you can get if you go and help with this promotion. Uh, you can score stuff like Blu-rays, shirts, hoodies uh you can score uh, Damien in my face screen use devil robes and prop pitchfork from haunt his man in the mask wardrobe from the stranger's prey at night not everybody's favorite sequel but it'd still be cool to have screen use something and the item that i want is Hannah Fearman's lily dress from the segment that she was in in VHS that i like you yeah i want to look into that and see how much that would possibly I don't have deep enough pockets for it, so there's no one to get it. But I'm still gonna look into it. Uh, you can also score a screen using masks and props from Times Up, and a thousand bucks will actually get you in the film, and they'll give you a gory on-screen death in the movie. So that campaign is now going on. Now I think it lasts for a month. It's a 30-day campaign, uh, and right here, I will insert a little clip from Damien MFA. I think that's how you say his name. Kind of letting you know a little bit more about the campaign, where you can find it, all that stuff. Check it out.
1: Hi, and welcome to the campaign video for Time's Up. An upcoming slasher flick starring and produced by myself and Elsie Holt. Uh directed by Corey Norman with practical effects by Jeremy Sellenfren and Monster in My Closet Effects. And music by Alexander Taylor. Now coming up here is a video that we filmed just for the campaign so if you like what you see and you want to see more please visit the campaign page where you'll find out more information and a humdinger list of perks and you can also help out by just spreading the good word this uh is a passion project it is a labor of love it's a brutal slasher flick but one with the an emotional gut punch that I think will resonate with a lot of people and your participation and support.
0: It means a lot. So, uh, here we go. Hope you enjoy. Very cool. All right. And, uh, after that clip, they show scene, like he says, it's pretty interesting. They only filmed it for the campaign. So it looks cool. The father time character, looks pretty cool. Uh, The kills can be good once they get the film rolling and stuff like that. There is a kill in this scene. Uh, And it looks interesting. And uh, so it could be a fun way to end this shit year. That is 2020. Countdown 2020. You're up. Play this movie at midnight. Kick off 2021. Hopefully right. So go check that out. If you would, please. All right. Back into the program. Why don't we just go ahead and get into a little Brightburn action, shall we? So, Brightburn is a 2019 American superhero horror film directed by David Yorovsky. Yorovsky. Written by Mark Gunn and Brian Gunn. And produced by James Gunn of, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy fame. He's directing the upcoming Guardians. uh, Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but he's also directing uh, Suicide Squad sequel which they show clips of that from Fandom. So if you want to check that out, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then Mark Gunn and Brian Gunn, it's a cousin and a brother. I don't know which one's which, but yeah, it's cousin and brother of James Gunn. It uh, stars Elizabeth Banks, uh, David Denman, who for The Office fans knows as Roy. Fucking Roy, man, what a piece of shit. It's kind of a piece of shit too in this movie. Uh, it's got Jackson A. Dunn as Brendan Breyer, the, the little boy, evil Superman. Matt Jones, and Meredith Hagner. It follows Brendan Breyer, a young boy of extraterrestrial origin reared on Earth who realizes he has superpowers. Upon learning of them and being brainwashed by the ship he arrived in, Brendan rejects his humanity and turns to evil, opting to terrorize his hometown, including his parents. So it's a, it's a produced and financed by Screen Gem, Stage 6 Films, Stage Collective. So not Blumhouse, so no need to turn it off, people. Brightburn was released on May 24th, 2019. It received mixed reviews from critics. Uh, it earned $32 million on a budget of 6 to 12 So, damn it, did I think that this was going to make a lot more than it did. It did not. Still made over its budget. Don't know if it's enough for what could be an amazing fucking sequel or even a universe. Because I'll just jump right into the end credits. They They tease an evil Aquaman and an evil wonder woman that have been cited in other places. Cause Michael Rooker is like this news reporter at the end complaining about this kid from Brightburn and, and how he's kind of matching up with these other kind of supernatural uh, beings that are also terrorizing other parts of the world. And then the list goes on. So, I mean, obviously they can't name them off the characters cause copyright issues and stuff like that, but we know exactly who we are. The, the fish man, that's Aquaman. The Witch Woman, that's Wonder Woman. And you can do all the other heroes. Just put a twist, but you can also leave enough to you go, oh, thats they're copying off this. I would absolutely love to see that, just because this movie was fantastic, in my opinion. Uh, and give me give me an evil Flash. Because since I love the Flash, I want to see the evil side of him. More like Brightburn, because I know there's evil versions of the Flash in comic books. But... Let me see the altered version of Good Gone Bad with with the Flash. Yeah, but to start off with this movie though, when I first saw this trailer, I thought it was one of those fake trailers that somebody uh, made, like a, a studio just put together to make one, a faux trailer that would just that would look like a fun idea, but it's really not a movie. We've seen that done in the past. So when I saw that, I was like, "Man, that was really cool fake trailer and shit." And then I see a release date, I'm like, "What?" This is going to be a real movie released in the theater. I'm in. I don't even give a shit about Superman, but I'm in on this. Horror, Superman, let's do it. So, yeah, I was was all over that shit. But yeah, I thought the trailer was fake. Didn't even think it was real. Uh, Now, the look. When he's starting to turn evil, he, he dons a mask that was clearly knitted. Or some kind of stocking cap. If they do it again, I would alter his look a little bit. The, the, the raggedy cape, that's fine. That's kind of cool. That's like a horror element to it. Mask, though, he kind of looks like uh, a weird elephant man. So I would change the look a little bit. The casting, spot on for this movie. Um, so like I said, yeah, piece of shit Roy from The Office as the dad. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is the loving, very loving mother. The, the very uh, in-denial mother like oh he's, he's he's my baby boy he ain't doing no wrong even though they know both know that he was a baby that landed in their barn in a spaceship which the spaceship is what kind of triggers brandon's uh, reaction after his 12th birthday he, he starts hearing things that the spaceship has talked to him and that's what triggers the the evil in him and during development of this movie uh James Gunn was set to appear on a panel to discuss it at the San Diego Comic-Con in July of 2018. But his appearance was canceled after news broke that Disney had fired James Gunn as director of Gardens Galaxy Volume 3 due to offensive tweets from his deep past, like what's happening to all the celebrities out there. But then about nine months later, he got rehired, so they're all copacetic there. But that kind of damaged this, because that would have been a great marketing place to have this out there um, At the San Diego Comic Con. So I think that there would have been more money made if the whole firing of James Gunn wouldn't have happened. Uh, Merchandise. In August 2019, it was announced a Halloween costume of Brandon Breyer was going to be sold exclusively by Spirit Halloween last October. I don't know if I've seen that. I've never seen anybody dress up in it. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes got a 57% approval rating. Not that great, and I don't understand why, because this movie's a good time. One of the one of my favorite things about this movie is it's runtime. It's straight up an hour and a half long. They cut the bullshit, they just get right into it. We don't need two hours of the Superman origin story. We know it. We see it. They slap it together real fast, and then we get into the fun stuff. And the fun stuff, which in a movie like this, you, you you may be thinking, well, there's probably not even Gore in it anyway. There's some good gore. There's not a lot, but the gore that we do get is very solid. Like the uncle who got dropped from the sky in his car, slammed his face into the steering wheel, jaws dangling off his face. Blah, blah, blah. Pretty gnarly. Pretty fucking gnarly. Um, I know my son didn't like it because uh, that's that's how I tricked my son into watching some some horror because he he's still scared of horror movies. So. What I did was, son, check this movie out. It's called Brightburn. It's about Superman, but if he went bad instead of good. He's like, ooh, cool. So I put it in, and he, and he did enjoy it. But then the couple of gore moments. He wasn't really scared, but the gore moments with the jaw and the police officers at the end with the blood and like their faces getting smashed in and stuff like that. He wasn't a fan of. We'll just say that. But other than that, he enjoyed the movie. And so, in an evil way, I got my son to watch some horror. that was fun. that's another reason why I need more of these to come out. So I can uh, do some more horror film bonding with my son. Since he's scared of him, I can trick him into these, too. How evil of me. Oh, and when uh, he crushes his little crush's hand. Oh, that's kind of funny. But he has a crush on this girl because she was nice to him one time. And then... uh, she found him to be a pervert, is what she claimed him to be, because he would fly into her window and play her a love song. And then she's supposed to help him up during gym class, and he just completely annihilates her hand. Just smashes it fucking pieces. That was pretty cool. The whole love story, if they do continue on this, hopefully they, they bring that girl back too. Maybe she can be like the lowest lane as they both get older. And maybe she can help him be evil. I don't know. That might be an idea. I'm down with that. <laughs> but then when he kills the little girl's mom at the diner, I was happy with that one. I didn't really care for that bitch. She made an inbred joke. We don't take kind to inbreeding jokes. All right. But what I generally read, a lot of critics, they didn't care for it because there wasn't enough. They said a good idea, but it looked like they just left it at that, a good idea, and then slapped together this hour and a half idea. I disagree with that. Why does everything have to be so big and epic when it involves superhero movies? I don't think it does. Because this is also horror. And what's the best horror movies? The ones that are straight in your face, hour and a half long. Solid. At least that's what I like. You know, Just like most 80s horror and all that stuff, they're all right around an hour and a half long. Which is rightfully so. Because what more do you need from it? So I don't know. But these These critics, they're never horror fans. They rarely ever are. So, fuck them. The only reviews you should be listening to are the reviews on The Outsiders of Horror. Well, kids, I think we learned that I can't do a full hour by myself. I thought I had enough material. I thought I had enough stuff to say. Turns out I didn't. So, yeah. Maybe next time, I'll actually write down a bunch of shit. This week... Due to certain circumstances, I just slapped shit together. Didn't slap enough. So this is all we get. But I do like to thank you for listening to this short episode. Before I do, I'm giving Brightburn a perfect 10. Love it. Check it out. I got the 4K. Beautiful in 4K. So with that being said, next week, I don't know if it's going to be me or me and some guests. Don't know if we're gonna do a live stream like we usually do. Because if it's just me, no live stream. Because I ain't doing a live stream by myself. I obviously can't even do a pre-recorded by myself. So but the film at hand that we'll be uh talking is nothing than Tusk. Yes, I'm finally gonna do Tusk. I've had this picked out for a while for what was gonna be a live stream, so I can so I can talk amongst the people about Kevin Smith and Tusk. And just his entries into horror, like his upcoming film, Kilroy Was Here, which they dropped the trailer not too long ago. So if you haven't checked out that trailer yet, please do so. And watch Tusk, which I believe is still on Netflix. And come in either live or just check us out next week or check me out next week. I don't know. This is all just kind of just being wung. Wung? Wung? Winged? Winged? Winged. Wunged? I don't know. Fuck it. I have been Andrew Fay all day saying outsiders never die. Once you're an outsider, you're an outsider for life. I love you motherfuckers. And yeah, please come back. Check you later.